We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balashevsky. Well, my friends, I'm so happy to be connecting with you for a little while here today on Empower Radio. I have a very important question for you to consider. What is your relationship like with your mind? Buddha has said the world is a manifestation of our mind. And what I teach and believe is that outer reality is a reflection of inner reality. So our thoughts literally create our lives from the inside out. So do you pay attention to your thoughts? Are you consciously and joyfully creating your life? Are you taking responsibility and keeping your thoughts positive and empowering so that your life reflects positive and empowering experiences back to you? I don't believe most people are. And that is why most people struggle and suffer. My guest today says we can all change the thoughts we think and therefore shift the quality and direction of our lives if we really want to. We are here with my guest and expert, Aura Nadrich. She has created an incredibly easy to follow method that she says will work for anyone. Aura is a certified life coach, mindful meditation teacher, and the author of Says Who? How One Simple Question Can Change the Way You Think Forever. Marianne Williamson has said, Aura Nadridge is a treasure. Her voice bears the passion of her own experience. She's able to reach deep into our hearts because she's culled so much wisdom from her own. When she speaks, I listen. When she writes, I read it. When she gives advice, I heed it. Her sparkle and power are not to be missed. Aura is a frequent blogger for the Huffington Post and has been featured as a panelist on Huffington Post Live. She's written many articles on mindfulness and can be found on Yahoo Health, You Beauty, Conscious 2, Mind, Body, Green, and many other publications. Aura was an actress and screenwriter where she worked in film, television, and commercials for more than a decade, which she feels provided her vast experience in exploring motivation and the process of self-discovery. During that time, she simultaneously embarked on a two-decade psychological and spiritual journey towards self-awareness and transformation, which led her to becoming a really incredible, powerful, and empowering life coach. So, Aura, thank you so much for being on my show here today. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Tammy. I'm so excited to delve in this um, into this subject with you because I know this is really core stuff, core principles. I wish I would have stumbled on your book uh, many years ago, but uh, <laughs> I'm here with you now and I'm very blessed for that. Oh, I'm so happy to be here. So where I'd like to start is really just how this book came into being and can you give a bit more of your background? background? I find your story very compelling. Oh, thank you. Well, Says Who really started with me very long ago. I was almost 15 years old, and my sister had a nervous breakdown, and it was very, very devastating for all of us. And I was the youngest of four, and I was quite traumatized by what happened to her. I mean, she seemed perfectly fine one day, and then completely taken over by this um, illness the next. And it was, again, devastating. And 
I went into a profound fear state when that happened to her. I went into fight, flight, freeze. And when we go into fight or flight, we think all sorts of things come rushing to the foreground of our mind because we feel very threatened that our survival is really in danger, which is what happened to me. And the thought that came to the foreground of my mind when that happened to her was that, oh, my God, this is going to happen to me. I am going to have a breakdown like my sister. So that, ta- that thought took hold in my mind, and it really gripped me. And it stayed with me for a very long time. And what happens when we have a thought that really takes hold in our mind, unless we work with it and come to understand what that thought is trying to tell us and how we can help ourselves with that, I write in my book, it gets buried in our subconscious, which I call the basement of all our thoughts and experiences and memories. And that's what happened to me. The thought pretty much just lay dormant inside my mind, the the lower subconscious part of my mind. But what started to happen is that I started to have the symptoms or what I call the side effects of a thought, a negative fear-based thought. And I started to experience anxiety. And it stayed with me for a long time. And again, it it went sort of undetected and unhelped because I didn't make the connection that what I was feeling was connected to this thought, this fear-based thought that I was going to go crazy like my sister. So I embarked on, you know, fast forward to becoming an actress and um, a screenwriter. And I always felt this low-level not always low level, sometimes it would rise and fall, of anxiety. And just this feeling of, of fear, if you will, you know, <clears throat> anticipating that something could happen. It was a really hard way to live my life. And it started to impact my life and affect my life, so much so that the anxiety really started to take hold. And I went on a quite extensive, deep psycho-spiritual journey and to really understand the workings of my mind and also to process what had happened to my sister. And, you know, fast forward again through many different um, modalities of learning and Jungian analysis, I really came face-to-face finally with the boogeyman thought, which was, again, I'm going to go crazy like my sister, only to realize that that was a thought that was created by me and it had taken hold in my life for so many years, and I had suffered so much through being gripped by that thought. So that's really the background, the beginnings of Says Who. Yeah, I really um, love that. I've, and again, I found your story so interesting, and I think most of us do experience trauma to some degree or another. And it does really embed itself into our subconscious mind. And because you were willing to do this work, you excavated it. And now we're able to show other people how to do this. Yeah, that's and, a great word, excavate. I like that. Yeah, we're going into the basement. We're going to pull this out by the roots. Because so many of us, I think, just, you know, we just keep moving forward. We're not even aware of what's right. propelling us, you know. Because right. I think, and you write about this, thoughts are often habits. Most of us are too busy reacting to our thoughts rather than trying to understand them. We have automatic thoughts. Yes, exactly. And, you know, what we feel invariably is linked to a thought. You know, and sometimes people don't know the thought that's connecting to, the, to what they're feeling, which is what happened to me. 
you know, I was feeling anxiety, and I didn't know what the cause of that was. And so what I really, you know, bring forward with says who is that, that thoughts create emotions, create behavior, create reality. It's, you know, you want to connect the dots. Mm-hmm. And that's so important because so many people are suffering like I had, which is really the inspiration, the passion I feel for says who, is I want to help people not have to go through such a long, arduous path that oh, I yes. went through <laughs> and to understand that they can they can question and challenge a thought to find out what that thought is trying to tell them. Yeah, go deeper. Go, go deeper. deeper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. I think it's so, I think it's so empowering. <clears throat> you said that by questioning our thoughts, we can know them better. We can determine what purpose they serve for us, whether negative or positive. And ultimately, we are the ones that are in complete control of what stays and what goes, what we accept or release, which and then in turn affects our well-being and our entire life. Absolutely. You know, it's true. I think, you know, also can use the word empowering. This is empowering. I mean, it's, you know, I think a lot of people feel not only fear to confront their own thoughts, but there's a lot of shame around it. There's a lot of judgment around the thoughts. And I go into that in the book that, you know, own your thoughts as uncomfortable as they may be. The only way you can move through a thought that has that hold on you that ultimately is making you feel so bad about yourself is to come to understand it better and to be able to confront it and to be able to challenge it and to be able to own it and say, yes, which is, you know, the first question says, who, who is saying this thought in my mind, which is to say, I am saying this thought. So I'm willing now and ready to face it and be able to process it and move through it and not have it be such a boogeyman for me, Do you know? Yes, I I know when I first noticed my thoughts, what I was thinking wasn't very nice. I was really Mm -hmm. judgmental. I was an actress, like you were, and I was judging that my body, I wasn't thin enough, I wasn't fit enough, I wasn't pretty enough, and I was like, wow, I am saying things to myself that I would never say to anyone else, and then I was wondering why my life wasn't working very well, and why I was struggling so much. I was like, wow. I know yeah. plants die if you send negativity towards them rather than love and affection. Absolutely. <laughs> when they do these experiments, I guess it makes perfect sense that that's going to be the case for our physiology and our lives as well. Absolutely. Is what we think kind yeah. and loving? Is it forgiving yeah. and compassionate? Yeah. Or is it judgmental? We have to pay attention. Mm-hmm. It's so true. And you know what you just said earlier about your days as an actress, and I can relate to that. The things that we tell ourselves are really quite unbelievable. I mean, you know, I facilitated a women's group for several years, and I worked with a lot of women, you know, closely about these types of issues and thoughts that they tell themselves. And I did this exercise with women, some women that have had children, and it doesn't even matter if you haven't because the image alone, I think, can be very powerful. I said, if you were holding a baby in your arms, and somebody came along and tried to hurt that baby, what would you do? Mm-hmm. You would immediately, instinctively protect it. And yet, we are so quick to beat ourselves up. Do you know? I mean, just the thought of that alone is what we're willing to say to ourselves that, that is so hurtful and so berating and so brutal. You know, and that's what I also propose in the book is to really look at that and ask ourselves why are we so willing to accept those thoughts 
that we are creating. Right. You know, I'd say there's not some little person that crawls inside your mind and starts to play around with these thoughts. We are creating these thoughts. And we are powerful, and we can change them. Mm. Yeah, I like how you break your book down into three parts where you talk about, first of all, paying attention to them, mm-hmm. and then um, what do we do next? We, we pay attention to them, we acknowledge well, you, them. You, yeah, I mean, the first is to know them, them mm-hmm. to know your thoughts. You know, the part one is knowing your thoughts. Part yes. two is to acknowledge your thought, which, again, is owning them, allowing them to come yes. up, not trying to push them down, not trying to, you know, bury them. And ultimately, the third part is to transform them. Transform them. Right, yes. which you can. And, and something else you talk about I think is so interesting. I'd never considered this before, Aura. Um, the negative thoughts that seem to spin around in our brain don't necessarily originate with us. Most of our negative thoughts yeah. don't come from us initially. We're the ones that keep it there. Can you talk more about that? Yeah, that's a real important one. That is... You know, that is actually the second question. The first being says who, which is who is saying this, mo- this thought in my mind, and it's, it's, it's taking ownership. So that's the first question. But the second question is have I heard someone say this thought before? And that's so important because so many of our negative thoughts did not originate with us. Right. They were told to us by someone else. And we took them on as true, and we believe them about ourselves. Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of people can relate to the fact that they can look back at a time when the, you know, you can remember sometimes the first thing that was said to you that was really mean, you know, whether it's the bully on the schoolyard or even something that a parent said to us. Mm -hmm. You know, things are said to us in childhood. Oh, you're so clumsy. Oh, you're so absent-minded oh, you're this, you're that, you know, whether it's, a, it's an authority figure, a parent, a bully, you know, a teacher, things are said to us very early on where we register that we're just not okay or we're not enough or, we're, you know, we're not good enough, we're not lovable, you know, and that's where it begins. So you used that word earlier, Tammy, about excavating. We need to go back in. <laughs> we need to do the deep dive. Yes. Back into when we first heard that about ourselves and we took that on is true. So true. And I, I absolutely love that you um, talk about the conscious and the subconscious mind. You know, I'm a hypnotherapist and I know if we don't work with the subconscious mind, we're not going to make real changes in our lives. And I hadn't thought about this, but you have a, a wonderful um, paragraph in your book. Remember, your conscious thoughts and your subconscious beliefs must be one and the same in order for you to achieve your desire. The best way for that to happen is to question any negative thought you have and remove it before it gets stored into your subconscious as a belief. But we can also excavate it from the subconscious mind by asking this question and then kind of dismantling it, dissolving it, and, and you know, essentially transforming it. Absolutely, because, you know, if you think about it, Tammy, you know, let's say somebody says something to you like, you're stupid, you know, and if you take that on as real, you're like, oh, okay, so basically you're, you're storing that in your subconscious because you don't wake up every day unless you do, which some people might, to wake up every day and go, hi, I'm stupid, you know, so, but it's there, it's in your subconscious, right. it's buried in there because you haven't challenged it and you haven't 
to use your words, excavated it or transformed it. So it's there. Whether you consciously know it or not, you've taken that on as real and you've, you've brought that into your entire being and you've stored that away. So it's time to go in there and pull out those old beliefs that don't serve your well-being anymore. Mm-hmm. You also write about the authentic self, which I always say, I'm, my intention is to help people like themselves, love themselves, you know, live their authentic self, line right. up with their soul self. So how would you describe the authentic self? Well, I think the authentic self is who we come into the world as. It's our true soul essence. It's our true nat- nature, or you can call it whatever, you know, divine source or Buddha nature, or, you know, I, I call it, those are our sacred jewels, the, mm-hmm. the spirit and the soul and our heart. You know, that is what we come into the world as, these divine beings. So we don't come into the world thinking these negative thoughts. Right. That's not the original self. That's not our true nature. That's not the authentic self. And I think once you're on that path to connect to who you really are, you, you go through those pathways to find the authentic self. Mm-hmm. And the greatest pathway to go through is the thinking mind, mm-hmm. your thinking mind. Befriend it. Get to know it. Come to understand what your negative thoughts are trying to tell you and be able to set those thoughts straight so that you can transform them and let them go. Mm -hmm. And that is the authentic self. I think we're all these amazing divine beings. We just need to find our way home again. Mm. And I do think we're all on that journey of the hero. You talk about that being um, the individuation process. We are trying to find our way back home. we're spiritual beings having a human experience. And I think if we identify more with our human self, our disconnected, limited, you know, self, uh, the fear-based self, um, we're going to spin around in some discomfort. Right, exactly. But when we start looking to that higher picture. And, and right. what I love is you support people in getting there. Definitely. I, I want everybody to just know how powerful they are, mm-hmm. whether they believe it or not, you know, whether they, they you know, don't want to accept that in their heart. We are powerful beings. I mean, look at the thinking mind. Look at the thoughts that you are capable of creating. Don't you think that's powerful? I say the mind is like a Learjet. You just better know how to be a pretty darn good pilot and know how to fly that thing. <laughs> well, I, I think that's funny. I think you're absolutely right. You know, and I think if we don't control our thoughts, our thoughts will control us. Like who's in the driver's seat? Without question, says who? Question those <laughs> thoughts. You know, to let them know who's boss. And if your thoughts are the boss of you, you've got to get this straight. You're the one that it's allowing that to be. So it's an interesting kind of wonderful puzzle in a way that doesn't have to be that complex. It's like you create these thoughts, then they end up freaking havoc with you, then they end up dominating you, and then they... L- the illusion is that they have power over you. So if you start to really dismantle that and really deconstruct it and go back to the empowered self, wait a minute, I'm creating these thoughts, so I have the power to change them and to transform them, and you bet you're powerful enough to do that. We are that powerful. 
Well, and I I love how you talk about divine providence. And I think when we're really ready for something, the support shows up. The friends, the teachers, the spiritual pathmates, the book, the radio show. Yes. It's how this this planet works. It really is on our side. And our thoughts can be on our side. For sure, Tammy. And even if, you know, your listeners, even if people feel fear. I mean, I felt fear, but there was something greater inside myself that wanted to know the truth. Do you know, I had that in me. And even though I was feeling so afraid, something pushed me along because my higher self must have known that. My higher self wanted to know what the real truth of our beingness is. You know, so I think that if somebody's listening to your show or decides they want to buy my book, it's because they want to know. They want the answers. And I am totally resonating with what you're saying. I remember years ago when I was taking this class and we really got down to the nitty gritty. What is it we really, really want? And for me, it was the truth. Mm -hmm. I want the truth. I want the truth. I want the truth. And to me, the ultimate truth is love. Yeah. For sure, love, and that is there too. That's in our eternal well inside ourselves. You know, that's another thing that can go blocked. It can go, you know, buried, is that we have this infinite amount of love within us that we're not able to access because Mm -hmm. we're so bogged down with this negativity, do you know? And we know what a heavy cloud that can be. Yeah, it, and it is, and I really do feel like it's this, it's, it's kind of crazy, but it is this battle between love and fear, good and evil, you know, which, know. which um, master do you want to um, allow in the driver's seat? And yeah, what are you feeding? Yeah. Yes. What are you feeding? What are you allowing to have power over you? And it's a process, so I want people to understand that this is a, this is a you know, mindfulness is about being in the present moment with total awareness. So, you know, a lot of times we say it's a day by day. It's a moment by moment and go easy on yourself. You know, don't berate yourself in the process because that's counterproductive to the very thing this method is about. It's like show up, be willing to take that first step and also, as I talk about in the book, be the observer. Just observe your thoughts. See what comes up. Allow them to be and be willing to work with them. Be willing to face them, be willing to own them, and then be willing to question them, and then process them with these seven questions. Mm. And we're going to get into those actual seven questions and more about the nuts and bolts of this process in our show next week. So I'm really glad you said yes to being on another show, because I knew we weren't going to be able to get to every single thing. So I'm very, very grateful. Wow, me too. So Aura, you have a fantastic website. Tell people how they can find you, get a copy of your book, find out more about this process. Thank you. My website is auranadrich.com. That's O-R-A-N like Nancy, A-D-R-I-C-H.com. All my social media handles are my name, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Um, it's all that. It's, it's Aura Nadrich. It's all that. So <laughs> I know that um, you talk, this doesn't have to take a lifetime. Yes, it's a moment-by-moment process, but I, I know that you see um, the effects of this happen, that the results of it um, seems to happen pretty quickly in some cases. Oh, absolutely. And I am a walking testament to that. I mean, I was my best guinea pig because I, I used it on myself. And I tell people, 
I till today use these questions on myself and it works. And I, I've seen a complete thought transformation. I'm so, there's a shift that happens. You become so aware of your thinking process. You become so aware of the little traps mm -hmm. that your mind tries to pull you into. And you become so aware of how these thoughts, when they start to rumble and percolate in your mind, when that first negative thought starts to really let itself be known, that you can zap it with these seven questions. And it becomes like a habit. And I say it's like brushing your teeth. So you learn these seven questions. It's your arsenal. You know exactly how to counter these negative thoughts. And it's, again, to use that word, Tammy, it's empowering, yes. very empowering. Well, I think it keeps us on point. And, you know, the name of my show is Journey to Center. It's about staying on point, mm. connected to our soul self with that eye on the ball, centered in our loving and our awareness and taking great responsibility for ourselves in our lives. So I love that you are teaching people this. You're giving them such accessible tools to do it. And I'm so excited to be able to have this conversation with you and have another one with you for our show next week. Wow. Oh, great. Thank you so much. Absolutely. So Aura, you're a pleasure. This has been a privilege. Remy, thank you for making us sound so good. And to my listeners, it wouldn't be as much fun without you. That's why we do this, to, to connect, to have this relationship with you. So please be in touch with me. I want to hear from you. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can email me at TammyBPhD at gmail.com. Go to my website, download my free program and guided meditation, because this really is about connecting and up-leveling and uplifting each other on our way home on this hero's journey. So God bless you. You're in our heart and prayers. Take care of yourself. Bye for now. <laughs>